Welcome to Smith Memorial Online. We're glad you joined us today. We're located in Collinsville, Virginia. At Smith Memorial, our motto is simple, follow Jesus. We'd like to encourage you to check us out online, www.smithmemorialumc.com. There you can find out more information about us, opportunities to serve, and ways to support this ministry through giving. We pray that God would add blessing this day to the hearing and the doing of God's Word. in our minds, O God, to receive your word this day. May it be as sweet as honey. May it nurture our bodies and our souls. May it be a word for those who are downtrodden, for those who have been labeled as outcasts. May it be life and life abundantly to us all. For we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Friends, in honor of our gospel lesson, I'm going to invite you to stand as you are able. (coughs) Hear these words from the Gospel of Matthew. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan, to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he, that is to say John, consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Friends, this is the word of God for you and me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. For those who are strict adherents to the bulletin, notice I have not forgotten Ruth over here. She'll be, she'll be up in a little bit. I have a really special uh, anthem for you all that I think you're just really going to love. I love it. We, 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 we watch this anthem uh, quite often at my house. Today we celebrate Baptism of the Lord Sunday the day we remember Jesus' own baptism and what that means for us and our baptisms. So I'm going to invite you as we watch this, uh, what I think is a very good baptism Sunday uh, offering. <laughs> 
Lord, we give thanks for the waters of our baptisms. We give thanks that the day in which you entered the waters of the Jordan, you transformed all waters thereafter. That they are now signs for us of our calling that is found in you, our calling that is found in who we are as your children, a a calling that none of us can escape. And now, O God, you know the sinfulness of my being, and yet you have called me to offer a word from you on behalf of all of us. May these words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Place the cross before me. Let none see me but you and your grace alone. Amen. (coughs) So I know what you all are probably thinking now. What a strange place to begin our remembrance of Jesus' baptism with a Disney song from Moana. And and let me just, as you're thinking about that, what what a strange place to begin with a Disney song from Moana. Just cut me a little bit of slack because I'm a father of a six and three-year-old. My life experiences now revolve around Disney and temper tantrums at this point. But seriously, as I read through Matthew's retelling of Jesus' baptism, I thought about Moana. As I I read through uh, Matthew's retelling of Jesus' baptism, I thought about those early church writers. Those early church writers that, that... lived right around the time of Jesus or, or shortly thereafter. People like St. Ignatius of Antioch who wrote this about baptism. St. Ignatius said this, he said, let your baptism be your armor. Let your faith be your helmet, your love, your spear, your patience, endurance, your splendor. As I I thought about Matthew talking about Jesus' baptism, I thought about people like Clement of Alexandria. Clement wrote this. He said, when we are baptized, we are enlightened. And, And being enlightened, Clement says, we are adopted as sons and daughters. And as adopted as sons and daughters, we are made perfect. Made perfect, we become immortal. And as sons and daughters of the Most High. And he says this. He says, this work, the adoption of sons and daughters through our baptism, he says, this work is variously called grace. Illumination, perfection, washing. It is a washing by which we are cleansed of our sins. A gift of grace, he says, by which the punishments due our sins are taken away. 
an illumination by which we behold that holy light of our own salvation. You see, as I, as I thought about our baptisms, I, I thought about all those church fathers, especially one of my favorites. There was a guy that lived around the year 200. It's a long time ago. He lives around 200. His name is Tertullian. And Tertullian is, is writing about, he says, during this time, Tertullian is writing about a group of people. These people are known as the Gnostics. And this group of people are trying to divert the doctrine of the church. And this is what Tertullian says. Tertullian says, happy is our sacrament of water. In that by washing away the sins of our early blindness, we are set free and admitted into eternal life. But a viper, known as the Gnostics, he says, have carried away a great number of us with her most venomous doctrine, making it her aim to destroy our baptisms. And he says this is not uncommon for vipers to do. He says, those vipers, if we're honest, they generally do live in arid and waterless places. I love what he says right here. Listen to this. Tertullian says, but we, little fishes, after the example of the great fish, Jesus Christ, are born in water. Nor have we safety in any other place than by permanently abiding in water. So that the most monstrous creature who had no right to teach even sound doctrine knew full well how to kill these little fishes. Take them away from the water. What a fantastic image of baptism. Matthew describing Jesus entering into the waters. Jesus says, uh, John says, Jesus, I, I, I can't baptize you. Do you not realize I'm not worthy? To, you should baptize me. And Jesus says this. He says, no, you have to baptize me. I have to get in the water because in doing so, I will fulfill righteousness for all those little fishes who jump in after me. St. Ignatius says, baptism is our armor. Clement, baptism is our enlightenment, the place of our adoption as sons and daughters. Tertullian, using the imagery of Christ as the great fish. Teaching us that if we are to survive, if we are to survive, if we are to have longevity in our faith, we must stay in the waters of Christ. So you see, when I look at Moana, with just a little bit of imagination, I see Moana, at least in this portion here, I see Moana fully within the tradition of those great writers. How many of y'all have ever seen Moana? 
Yeah, awesome. The rest of you, you're missing out. You see, Moana is this little girl, okay? She's a little girl. And look, I'm not spoiling anything. This movie's been out since 2016. It's four years old now, all right? So I'm not spoiling. Moana is this little girl whose island has always provided for her and her family growing up. But there's a problem. This island is dying. It's not providing like it once did. Moana is the daughter of the king of the people on the island. Moana knows that her destiny, she thinks, is tied up into the well-being of her island, of her people. But there's one problem. The water has chosen her life for a new task. The water to the fear of her father, keeps calling her. Keeps calling her to come back. Keeps calling her to say, listen, beyond this island is a whole new life, but you got to get in the water to find it. You see, Moana's life has been claimed for a task. And what we find as the movie goes on is that her life and the life of the water are all one. And as she says in the song from today, she knows what her society wants to do. I, I know that I'm supposed to stay on the island and, and be like everyone else, but the waters, they keep calling me. The waters won't let me go. I, I keep coming back. To these waters. This is who you are. This is what the church has taught from its very inception concerning baptism. We, like Moana, are water people. People who have been claimed by the Father, through the Son, in the power of the Spirit, in our baptisms. This is your identity. This is my identity. Now the struggle with this is that there are a lot of things in the world that fight for our identity. Would you agree with that? A lot of things. And the struggle is that oftentimes this identity, the identity that we are given in Christ through our baptisms is stifled out by so many other vying forces trying to claim our lives and our identities. Most all of you work or have worked. You all know that your jobs, every single day, try to define you. Who you are. What you were created for. 
Have you ever felt that way? Like when you, when you work, did you ever feel like your, like, your, like your occupation, your job was in some way and in some stances trying to vie for your identity? This is who you are. Our jobs try to tell us that this is who we are, that this is what we're created for. They, they, they try to tell us that our identities are based upon what we can produce. My wife's a teacher. She, she's, she's told me she's getting ready for the SOLs. Any teacher that knows, those SOLs try to vie for your identity as a teacher. How well did you do for your students? Your students didn't do well, so, th- so that, might ref- that must reflect you and who you are. Our, our jobs, they, they, they teach us who we are by how much money we make. What class of people we associate ourselves with. What size our home is, how much possessions we have. All of those things, whether you know it or not, subconsciously or consciously, are vying for your identity in this world. And when they vie for your identity, do you know what they do? They take over as a priority. I can't participate in this or I can't participate in this because this This is my priority today. Today, it's amazing. It's amazing in our political culture how quickly quickly we are to no longer give someone a name. To no longer give someone a name. Have y'all ever been in a conversation with someone recently where they don't even say the person's name, they just call them Republican or Democrat, right? A Democrat, that Republican, right? They don't even deserve a name anymore. They're just a product of what they think. What you don't realize is that those things are defining you. We're so quickly to label people based on their party, their political affiliations, that we assume that they are the sum of who they vote for. That's a problem. Others, others might say, have you ever looked at someone or, or, or seen someone who's struggling or someone who's very well off, and what you say to them is that they are the sum of their own choices? Right? Is that who you are? Is that who you are, really? Are you just the sum of your own choices? That that I am who I made myself to be? That's a problem. Because in reality, in reality, when you enter into the waters of baptism, you are one thing and one thing Only a child of God. And that one thing claims priority over all the things. So when we look at someone and all we see is who they are based on their job, all they are is who they are based on their choices, all they are is who they vote for, what we're saying is that those things take priority over their identity as a child of God, a little fish following the big fish, living in the waters of our baptism.
Somebody out there today needs to know this. Needs to be reminded of this. Someone needs to have the real rub of who you are told to you. You are not what you do. You are not what you make. You are not what you have. You are not who you vote for. You are not the product of your choices. You who have entered into the waters of baptism are the offspring of Christ. As Christ was called beloved, you are God's beloved. You are amongst the beloved of Christ. And when you enter into the waters, every time you try to claim that identity of something else, guess what those waters will do? They'll keep calling you. They'll keep calling you back. As members of the body of Christ, this is important. You have the responsibility when you see your brothers and sisters in Christ straying from that identity to remind them, remember your baptism. Remember your baptism. Remember who you are in Christ. And that person you don't like, Remember their baptism too. Remember who they are in Christ. Brothers and sisters, you are among the beloved. The waters will not let you go. They will keep calling you. I offer this to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for our place within your church. For our baptisms. Which are a sign of not first and foremost our acceptance of you. But of your love towards us. We honor you with our lips precisely because you loved us in our sin. Paul teaches us in Romans that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet, as the Greek says, the ungodly, you loved us, you gave yourself for us, you opened the waters of baptism through your own life so that all who enter it would be fulfilled in your righteousness. We die to ourselves in that moment. And we rise to new life in you. A new identity. A new claim.
May we remember our baptism and be thankful. Amen.